0: Welcome to the Technology Equals Equality podcast. This is episode 18. Hey, welcome back and thank you so much for joining me here for the Technology Equals Equality podcast. I'm your host, Lori Brooks, and this is episode 18. Today we are joined by Zach Johnson, a successful online entrepreneur, blogger, and host of the Rise of the Entrepreneur podcast. As a kid, Zach often asked his father questions about marketing. His interest only grew as he was introduced to the internet in high school. He has since made millions online and is completely hooked on all things web-based. He's here to share his journey and help you get started on yours.
1: Hey Lori, how's it going?
0: I'm good, how are you?
1: Good, everything is great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Certainly. Thank you for taking the time for the show. of course. We would love to know a story of how it is you once saw the future before you decided to begin branding yourself and building your business.
1: Yeah, so back when I started first making money online, it was in the mid-90s, and I was actually a kid in high school at this time. And the Internet was really just coming together for the first time. People were starting to make websites. Businesses were realizing that they could get online. And at the same time, I was actually figuring out how I could make money online as well. So Amazon had an affiliate program, and affiliate program means that if I sent people to their website and they ended up buying something, I would then get a commission from that. So it's quite a story, but long story short, I was earning over six figures by pushing sales to Amazon.com by websites that I was creating. So this pretty much told me that the internet was something that was going to be pretty serious, and I really put all my efforts into that, and since I was a kid in high school at the time, I didn't really have any other big obligations besides school, so I was able to put full efforts into building my own brand and business into what it is today.
0: That's awesome. When you found the Amazon Affiliate Program, what were some of the first steps that you took um, when you decided that it was time to go ahead and just run with it?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I did was create a website, and it was actually a celebrity-based directory type of website, so I would have all the different celebrities that everybody knows today. And I would actually go to Amazon, grab all the titles from all their movies, and just make a big directory on my site. So it would actually rank pretty high in the search results because there was a lot less competition back then. And people would find me in the search results. They would look for celebrities. They would end up on my website. If they clicked on any of the movies, it would then send them over to Amazon, and I would get a commission from any of those sales. So as this idea started to work pretty well, I realized that there's probably other ways to make money with this. And Amazon.com was one of the first affiliate programs out there. But smaller affiliate programs started popping up, and you could actually earn money through these by not needing people to take out their credit card, but you could actually get paid when someone completes a survey or if they apply for a new credit card. So that's called affiliate marketing on a CPA basis, which is cost per action. And I started integrating those type of ads into my site along with the Amazon content, and that, that type of advertising actually started making more. So that's how I decided affiliate marketing was definitely the space to get in.
0: Awesome. You began with the Amazon affiliate, but you've since created Money Brain and you have, you know, as the fearless leader of the Money Brain community, you have a new podcast of which I love the intro to. I have to tell you, (laughs) I think it's hilarious. (laughs) 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 I do love it. Um, But what do you feel was one of the bigger challenges for you in in becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, so uh, I appreciate you listening to the podcast and the intro is definitely great and it makes it stand out from the crowd. And what I always wanted to do was be able to create something that could brand myself outside of the competition. And that's a big focus for people these days Mm -hmm. because even in the world of blogging, there's 300 million blogs in the world today. And everybody Mm -hmm. thinks they can start a blog and then just get traffic and create content and they're going to be rich. But you really have to do something amazing these days to actually stand out from the crowd. So something that a lot of people would find difficult with being an entrepreneur is actually being responsible for your own success and your failures and especially your earnings because it's easy to have a job where you're working nine to five and you might not like that job, but you're actually getting paid for all those hours you worked. When you're an entrepreneur and you're working online, you could be working endless hours and not making any money at all because that's what you're responsible for. And you have nobody to answer to. So you really have no financial stability at times. And that's something that you have to master and be able to control.
0: That's an excellent piece. And I don't think we've had one guest bring that up at all. Really kind of taking ownership of yourself when it comes to being an entrepreneur because you're no longer sitting there with someone telling you what tasks to accomplish or, you know, what are the income generating activities to focus on. Uh, when you're an entrepreneur, people tell you to focus.
1: Yeah, definitely. Become, <laughs> they you tell
0: become, you to focus, but on what? <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: You become the boss, the employee the salesperson, exactly. everything in between. And until you can figure that out and delegate it, it's all on you.
0: Certainly. Zach, what do you feel some of the key metrics are that a newbie should focus on when, when you know, performing their market research and really starting off?
1: Yeah, so definitely. There's billions of dollars being generated every year through blogging, affiliate marketing, and online business. And no matter what niche you are going after, there's so much data online that you can look at. And the cool thing is that running a business online – It's just basically a fraction of the cost of an offline business. So when you start online, you might have to get a domain name, web hosting, and you can spend some time on social media and start growing your build and build your brand. But if you were doing that offline, you would have to get a retail location. You have to get insurance, inventory, staff. It goes on and on. So right away, you can focus your efforts and save money in the process. But you want to do competitor research. You want to see how you can monetize whatever you're going to go into you can look at the competition and say, how can I do better? How can I break into this? You can do outreach to different experts in your area, and that's a great way to actually get exposure as well. For example, you're interviewing me this on this show, and then when the show goes live, I'm going to send it out to all of my audience as well. So it's a great way to get your brand out there and my brand out there in the same time by reaching yours. So there's so many different ways to leverage the Internet.
0: Certainly no definitely and and that's partly what the creation of the show was for was to assist other entrepreneurs in in getting that reach and the exposure that they're looking for because it's it's difficult um, but the internet makes it very very easy for someone like myself to go ahead and create a podcast to assist others in that exposure so but when starting off you you made a good point there discussing um, the the research that should be done do you feel there's a limit either minimum or maximum to the amount of research that should be performed prior to launching you know, a minimally viable product for those who don't have an actual business just yet?
1: I think one of the areas that a lot of people struggle with is they go online, they see all this information, and then they focus so much time reading on what other people have to say and figuring out how to do things, and they're not actually taking action. And the best way to actually learn how to do something right is to actually get your hands in there and start doing it because there's so many people – that are going to be listening to this podcast, they're going to say, wow, affiliate marketing is a cool idea. They're going to go online. They're going to research it. They're going to find out about me. They're going to find out about other people making money online. And they're going to keep finding out about information for maybe the next six to 12 months. But guess what? They're still back at square one. They know a little bit more, but they don't any, really have any hands-on action or anything built. So that's an area that people really need to focus on because all the research is out there. But instead of learning it, walk through the process and learn it as you're actually doing it and not sitting on the sidelines.
0: Exactly. Stop consuming and start creating, definitely. Zach, how do you feel that technology has assisted you in streamlining your procedures as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, so my whole entrepreneurship and business is based on the Internet, which is basically everything technology is based around (laughs) today. So without it, I would probably be running some type of business offline But online, I can run my business from anywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm in the United States, on an island. As long as I have the internet, it's still running. But the cool thing is even without having the internet, it's still running because (laughs) I've built it. And I just need to occasionally check in my email. And there's still people coming to my website. As I'm on this podcast right now, there's thousands of people coming to my site, reading my content. And whether they're clicking on advertisers or buying products or whatever, it's still working continuously. So it's cool because... No matter what you build on the internet, whether it 's going to make money or not there 's the potential for it to be working for you while you 're sleeping three hundred sixty five days a year.
0: certainly. what do you think a prospective entrepreneur should really take into consideration when thinking about entering uh, you know the business world because as we 've discussed. Being an entrepreneur online is probably the simplest, most cost-effective method of starting your own business. So what do you think a prospective entrepreneur should really take into consideration before they take the leap?
1: Yeah, so as we keep going back to, it's so easy for someone to start a business on the Internet and think Mm -hmm. they're going to make a lot of money and find success overnight. But the reality is, depending on if you have any money to invest in that, it's actually going to happen longer than it will sooner. There's 300 million blogs in the world today. That means you've got to compete with all them. So what it comes down to is finding a niche that you're going to specialize in. And once you actually find that niche market, you're going to want to niche that down again. So a good example I use is basketball. If you want to create a basketball website, that is just way too generic. And once you do that, there's really no way to monetize it. So you can break that down again and you can even do skills training for basketball. So let's say jump shooting or how to play better defense. And you're still a little wide range, and you can even niche that down one more time and just specialize on jump training because anybody who plays basketball is probably going to want to jump higher. And at the same time, anybody who goes to Google and looks up jump training, they already want to take action. They probably will buy a product or shoes out there for jump training. So it's about knowing your niche audience, how you can make it profitable, and also how to become the authority within that niche as well. So when you create a website on jump training, you want to have videos, you want to have detailed guides, you want to have a resource of the best books and resources that other people can invest in as well. So it's all about doing the competitor analysis, looking at Google and what appears for the advertisers around those keywords. You can look at affiliate programs, but it all comes back to that niche audience and really zoning in so you could be the best at it.
0: That's excellent, Zach. It it really is about getting out there, starting, regardless as to whether or not you have a niche. But once you start, make sure that you do niche down so you know exactly what it is that you're going to focus on. And then once you focus, become the expert on that focus. Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, just to reiterate on that, a good example of this is ESPN. There's millions Mm -hmm. of people going to their website every day. And they are pretty much the king in sports. But when you go to their website, you don't see anything for sale. All you see is banner advertising on there because they have millions of people and they have that exposure. They're not trying to sell anything because when people look for sports online, they're looking for news, highlights, and scores. They're not looking for sports tickets. And sure, you can go to StubHub and join their affiliate program. But the smallest fraction in the world are actually going to go to ESPN and buy that. So ESPN (laughs) knows their business model They've mastered the art of selling advertising at a premium rate, and that's how they can make money with it. So that's the same way you need to treat any indivisible business by knowing your niche and your audience.
0: Certainly. And it's it's all it all comes back to the research, knowing your audience and really listening to what they're saying and what it is they're looking for and knowing that niche and and delivering the information. So that was excellent, Zach. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, What would you consider or, you know, what would you caution as the biggest mistake you uh, tend to see first time entrepreneurs making?
1: Yeah, so we keep going back because it all intertwines occasionally whenever you start a business online or any type of business. And this is going to go right back to thinking that it's easy. The costs are so low that anyone can get started, but the likelihood for someone to succeed after building something and not putting all the effort in, because I've been in this industry for 20 years now, and it's easy for me to talk about pretty much anything internet marketing related off the cuff and talk about successes and failures, but that's 20 years of history behind me. And for someone to read about my success online and say, wow, this is cool, I'm going to start a domain and do affiliate marketing. And then if they don't see that they're making hundreds or thousands of dollars within the next few weeks to months, and they give up, that's that's the reality of what happens most of the time. So yeah. it's all about really understanding that this is a legitimate business just like any other business, and you're going to get out of it what you put in. And don't try to do everything, because this is I, I'm a one-man person operation, and I have people that I delegate things out to now, but over time... I would, I would try and do the web design. I would answer all my email. I would set up the sales pages. And there's so many resources out there right now that you can just really outsource it for a very cheap rate versus trying to be the jack of all trades, and then you become the master of none.
0: Right, right. No, definitely. Even if you start off as the jack of all trades, you have to know that this is a long-term journey, and you really have to think long-term on that. So definitely know that if you're going to start, get in it, Stay in it and know that you're going to love what it is that you're doing so that you can uh, remain there and, and be successful eventually because it, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, And
1: people, and people don't want to hire someone that is an awesome web designer and an awesome marketer because they're not going to be the best out there. So they want to find who's exactly. ever the best. And there's so many, there's so much competition out there right now that you really have to minimize and specialize in what you're best in because there's social media and then there's social media for business. There's social media for individuals. And if you focus in on how to really just create a site that focuses on the best social media tools for businesses and you become the authority in that, there's so much money to be made and so much success that you can have because that is such a niche audience with so many high value clients that once you build a powerful resource that is so niche, people are going to find you right at the top of the search results and you're going to become the recommended source when other people ask questions. Hey, what's the best tool I can use to grow my social media following for business? They're going to tell you that website and all that information is there. So no matter how specific or how niche you think it is, go after it and become the master at that.
0: That's awesome, Zach. (laughs) This has been an awesome interview. I absolutely love every bit of information that you've been sharing because it really may, you're wrapping it all up in every single answer and you make it so clear because entrepreneurship is a journey, Um, and that's something that I really do try to stress to this audience. It's not something that happens overnight. It is a journey that you're choosing to enter into. You have to make sure that whatever it is that you choose to do, you're going to enjoy and love, and you're ready to spend the time researching, but also making sure that you spend the time creating. Um, the show is really designed to help entrepreneurs come up with ideas for new innovative companies and solve the pain in an industry that they may not have been thinking of. So, Zach, as an Internet marketer, I want to help you. If you had a magic wand and could change anything at all in any of your businesses, what would it be and why?
1: Yeah, if I had a magic wand, I would copy and paste myself a few times, but (laughs) I know that's not a very good answer for everybody out there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Cloning's on its way. Yeah, Zach, hey, okay? you Don't ever, say it's not there. <laughs> definitely. I'll be
1: ready when it is. I'll be first in line. <laughs> You're
0: hilarious.
1: So what I would do, though, is focus on how to really outsource and delegate work and only focus my efforts on what I know is going to make the most money. And as I mentioned, over 20 years, I've had my hands a lot of different areas. And a lot of that time has actually been spent trying to chase ideas or money that was in different areas when I already had businesses and websites that were making money. So if I wasn't spreading myself too thin. I could have made those other properties much bigger. And it's really all about knowing what you're the best at, what's going to make money long-term and spending your time on the projects that are going to build up your authority. Because right now I created my blog at ZachJohnson.com in 2007 and really anything I do today flows back into that brand and model. So now I have everything where it doesn't matter really what I'm working on because it kind of goes back to the Zach Johnson brand and builds that at the same time. But before that, there was various different projects that I wasn't building my own brand, and they kind of—if they didn't make money and if they weren't a success, then they were kind of a waste of time. Granted, I learned a lot from it, but now I have that foundation of zachjohnson.com that always builds my brand, pretty much no matter what I'm working on. So it's definitely about making sure you spend your time and your money wisely on projects that are going to help you long term.
0: Certainly. Do you feel that there's any piece of technology in particular that has assisted you in the delegation of the tasks as you begin to grow?
1: Yeah, there's actually a lot of tools that I use for social media that I can, actually I can give you to. There's WordPress, which is what I use to create all my sites now. Before sure. 2007, I did everything in straight HTML. I even had one website that had over 10,000 individual pages that I was using and yeah. just took endless hours of work. And granted, that site ended up generating a million dollars in profit, but it was just endless HTML. And if that site was actually done with WordPress, then I could change all those pages within one platform instead of having to change them all individually. So, right after I created that site, that's when I found out about WordPress. And WordPress makes it so easy for anybody, whether they're Like have no idea what the internet is or they're a master at using Microsoft applications like Word and Outlook and whatnot. It's so easy to use. Anyone can get set up with a site of their own. So now I use WordPress for basically all of my sites. And then there's also tools out there that allow me to integrate with social media. And every time I post a blog post to one of my sites, it automatically goes out to all my social media followers. So it kind of It saves time. It's only a little bit amount of time. But when you look at the scale of a year, it's actually a lot of hours that are saved up. So there's so many tools out there that can help you with the same thing. And then even with the podcast, I use Skype. I have a Skype recorder. I use uh, software to record everything and then put it into MP3 files. So there's lots of ways to really minimize the work that used to be there 10 years ago.
0: Certainly. So delegation is no longer an issue simply because of technology, which is what we love. So, <laughs> Zach, what is the best way for our listeners to find you? Yeah,
1: so it's Z-A-C Johnson, Zach Johnson. You can Google me. I pretty much own the whole, whole first page of Google. I always make sure that's key.
0: <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> yes. You, uh,
1: reputation management is everything and make sure that you appear at the top results, top of the search results. That is exactly what you need, especially if you have a brand around yourself. Because the last thing you want is to uh, have somebody look you up online, and then they find somebody else ranking for your name, and that proves that you're not really the best at what you do. So search for me online, Zach Johnson. You're going to find me. You can also go directly to zachjohnson.com or blogging.org.
0: Excellent, Zach. Thank you again. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a guest back that much info into that short of an episode. Zach Johnson, thank you again for being one of the most awesome guests here on the Technology Equals Equality podcast. And don't forget to reach out to Zach at ZachJohnson.com, or you can always find him through our show notes page at TechnologyEquality.com forward slash Zach. Johnson thank you again for joining me everyone and until our next episode when we continue to hear the journey find the pain and create solutions enjoy the week